crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Wow. You know, uh, back in the day, we used to actually pop our own cans live on the show. It wasn't like a canned effect. Now that's part of the theme song. We used to have to pop our own cans open, folks. Those are the glory <laughs> days. Um, Shotgunning. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, or may, maybe not, use your own imagination. Okay. Um, but speaking about the glory days, back in the day, they released this sports comedy called Slapshot. Starring Paul Newman as the captain of a failing hockey team that's about to get disenfranchised. Rolling Stone magazine said Slapshot captures the 1970s better than any other sports movie, and it might be the greatest hockey movie of all time, and one of the best malaise days, 70s films ever. Uh, I look up this term because I don't think people use the word malaise a lot. I've heard it in one other movie, and in this context, it probably means restlessness, but to like match 70s America, but it could also mean in the same context unhappiness or unease because that also feels very 70s, right, Dave? Well, <laughs> like if you think yeah, about the just time, like an air of sadness. <laughs> yeah, in general, right? Yeah. And to continue on the sad train, people are dying, famous people are dying left and right. They just like forget it. 2021 oh. is not for me. Um, a great actor, better humanitarian, Sidney Portier. He lived all the way up into his 90s. He, uh, He's not with us anymore. He was in the original Heat of the Night. Lilies of the, Lilies of the Field, I think, is the one he won the Oscar for. Yeah. He was in the original Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Um, he directed Stir Crazy, which I thought was funny. That's a great comedy. Um, I didn't know he, I didn't know he directed that movie, but that's kind of, kind of cool. Um, he's a really good actor. Like he's like one of those actors that he came up during the time of like big speeches. Like every actor was like. You know, like really let you know that they, if they, even simple things like if they didn't like the grilled cheese on their plate, like it was like a soliloquy, like we're going to tell you just how much we don't like the grilled cheese and you're going to believe that they don't like their grilled cheese. So it's like, not to downplay anything that he did, but it's kind of like he made it like seem effortless, like, uh, like a bunch of hard work goes into like all the stuff that he did. But when you watch him, you don't feel like it's hard work even though it is you know what i mean like he had like this air of like it being effortless um yeah anyway certain so, gravitas you know to use a yeah movie. man and and like he was like the first black actor to win a leading man award for the academy awards mm-hmm. i think like yeah. there was uh an and there honorary award. one until denzel in like the 2000s yeah crazy um but it, i mean it shows you like the awards whatever like that's the other thing i was going to bring up with who cares? Like the Golden Globes are pretty much a sham. Like all, a lot of actors bailed on it this year. They didn't televise it. So I don't know. What's the weight of these actor to actor award shows anyway? Like it, it used to be kind of like a, a whole event. Like I remember Academy Awards used to sit down and like it used to be like the Super Bowl for movie fans. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like used to sit down and like it actually and culturally like it meant something. Like I remember, uh, you know, sometimes it gets too political, but like, 
every once in a while something good happens, like they bring somebody on stage and talk about like a real thing. And then at one point it got too political and it was like, are we even talking about the movies anymore? Or are we just talking about like society and culture? But anyway, uh, and then like, like out of the blue, uh, Bob Saget passes away like hours after doing a comedy show. Right. And so everybody should remember him as, uh, um, Tanner from uh, full house. He's put the dad and like America's funniest home videos, like the original host. And they're talking about like, oh, that used to be like, yeah, that was like YouTube that used to air on TV and used to make jokes and play videos. Um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, like he literally posted to his Twitter like an hour or two after doing a comedy set at like a club in Florida. And then like he and then like the next morning or like sometime in the middle of the night, like he's found dead in his hotel room. Yeah. Which is like so super funny. intense. But uh, I mean, he, he was um he always kind of railed against uh, his full house role after the fact because he was, you know, kind of known as a filthy well, he, comic. Oh, yeah. He's but, like the number one most foul mouth comic on the yeah. planet, basically. Uh, uh, go go yeah. watch him. I mean, if you can find it somewhere, I actually went and found it last night on YouTube. But just find his bit on the, the movie The Aristocrats. Um, oh. <laughs> if you want to get it. Which is basically a movie about a dirty joke, about comedians yeah. telling the same joke over and over again to see who can make it more filthy. I'm like outrageous yeah. between the, between the the uh, comics. And I think um, Bob Saget did win that one. <laughs> if you've ever watched it, well, yeah, but I mean, again, like there's like a general outcry. Like people are like, "Oh, I can't believe it," you know. Yeah. Especially after like, uh, you know, well, there was also another filmmaker, the guy who produced like Paper Moon. What's that yeah, guy's that- name? Peter Bogdanovich, which actually, yeah, so there's like a handful of uh, a crop of talented people that just went out. Um, yeah, like weak, I think it was my mom that told me like they die in threes or something like that. They die in handfuls, and I was like, oh yeah, that's always true. Like, yeah, children just are always coupled together. Same thing right? was talked about at work. Yeah, that really that they die that they die in like groups. Well, that means there's two more because. We had Betty White, Sidney Portier, and then um, Peter Bogdanovich, and then Bob Saget started a new cycle. So our numbers are up, Dave. Now I don't know if we're famous enough to be in the crop, but twenty twenty two on thin ice. <laughs> oh man, ten days in. So it's also weird to like. This is what the podcast has been about for like two or three weeks. Like, what's going to happen next week? It's like a. Here's the home video headline, folks, and it's all suck. It's all like in memoriam. It's all like the worst. It's a real downer. Well, it's so uh, funny. It's like ages ago we always told each other like, well, let's not focus on too many like uh, people who died stories. But like, I so couldn't take like, it. It was like, was it was, was it last year or the year before? Big. I was like, yeah, yeah. If they're really big, you got to say something if you yeah. love them so much. But like, uh, Yafit, what's his name? Yafit. Um, yeah, Yafit Koto, who's like an alien, another actor we like from like Hill Street Blues, and like, yeah. So sometimes you have to stop and say something, but it's, uh, it sucks. There was like a period of like six months on the show. Where it was like we're not doing it, guys. Like it's just wait. It's like one after the, we're not doing it anymore. Like it's too much. It's too much for a movie show. It's like open the curtain. It's like open the curtain. The show starts. By the way, right. you know we're at another funeral. Damn. We might need uh, to draw the line. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Where do you draw the line? Speaking of drawing the line, let's talk about tonight's movie. In a small New England town of Charleston, uh, the local mill is about to lay off 10,000 workers and the town's minor hockey league, the Charlestown Chiefs, 
is not doing any better after years of failure. They're going to be, it's going to be the last season and the head player, whatever I, he's like the coach and the captain of the team, Reggie Dunlop played by Paul Newman. He, uh, acquires these three players called the Hanson brothers who played really rough and in a thuggish style that seems to get the fans going a lot. So he's like, Oh, let's, let's reset. Let's do something different this year. And like really up the ante on the ice and do like a big show rather than play hockey. And it starts to turn things around for the team. But I guess like, uh, I mean, there's a comeuppance kind of in the movie. Right. But, um, anyway, uh, so as it gets dangerous with the violence on the hockey ice, we'll see if Dave also has dangerous facts about this movie, Slapshot. <laughs> what do you got, Dave? All right, let's see what we got here. Um, so this that was, was probably a corny tie-in. I did my best. I, that's all I uh, had for you this time. Plus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so this was actually the third movie between uh, Paul Newman and director George Roy Hill um, after, the Butch, after Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, as well as the Best Picture winning The Sting. Um, and Paul Newman has gone on to state that this was actually the most fun he's ever had making a movie and actually a personal favorite of the movies that he's actually made. Um, many of the scenes with the Hanson brothers were actually improvised. And for example, the, the scene with the, their toy cars were actually their own. Um, so that's something they brought to it. Um, the, the writer, uh, the writer of this movie's brother is actually a professional hockey player. So that's, you know, where a lot of the inspiration came from for this movie. Uh, and actually many of the players in the movie were real, real life hockey players, including the Hanson brothers. And uh, this was also based off of a, uh, a, a team called the Jonestown, or excuse me, the Johnstown jets, uh, which the chiefs were based on. And a lot of the mm. players played for uh, Steve Carlson, Jeff Carlson and uh, David Hanson were actually all offered spinoff movies after this, but they decided to focus on hockey. So we never got those. Movies. <laughs> well, we do eventually. There's actually two well, yeah, sequels. That's true. Yeah. There were, there were direct to video sequels, but like, yeah. you know, without Paul Newman, it just didn't feel like worth mentioning. <laughs> Although you get Stephen Baldwin. Actually. I was going to say you get one of the lesser Baldwin brothers, <laughs> but well, actually you get the Hanson brothers back. But, the what's interesting about the B, C, D, and D Baldwin's? They're now actually A material because number the because the captain of the team's now like the lowest player now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Alec Baldwin's no longer shining so brightly in the sky these days. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I still say even with his troubles at the moment, he still shines a little brighter than his brothers. Wow, that's rough. All right, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh okay, so let's go let's go right into favorite bits. Okay. Uh hey Jordan, did you like anything about this movie that you would call your favorite bit? <laughs> yes, John. Um okay. actually, yeah, no, I do have some favorite bits. I loved like the scene with the national anthem and the ref keeps checking over his shoulder like to make sure everybody's in line and right after they just wailed on each other and i love that the rest oh yeah the hansen her. brothers are covered in blood like they're dripping blood from their <laughs> eyeglasses dripping yeah. blood yeah. all over the yeah. ice just standing so still for the national anthem ref goes mm -hmm. over to you know start yelling and he just screams in the ref's face <laughs> you know he's listening to the national anthem yeah yeah, yeah we say like i'm listening to the song <laughs> yeah yes exactly. great. yeah like just, like yeah, that moment on, I was just like laughing out loud really hard at this movie. The The second favorite would, of course, be the strip tease at the end, you know. They <laughs> oh, are not yeah, short yeah. on buff dudes in this movie, so, you well, know. 
it's well choreographed, you know. Like he, he, if if Dave, Dave's always looking for professional skaters, you know, just to put it in slow mode for, he looked like he was doing a pretty good job there, Dave. Huh? What do you think? Yeah, didn't do too bad. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I I love the fact that he finally joined in into the shenanigans. Ned. Uh, oh, in his own way, because I thought he was yeah. going to snap and get violent, and then he went a right. totally different way, which is that's pretty totally. unique. Yeah. Lol, a little yeah, strip tease up the ice. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Dave, what about what's your favy? Um. The, yeah. The, I I really like this movie. This is the first time getting to watch this. Um. Mm. Anything with the Hanson brothers. Um. Jordan mentioned one of my bits I liked. Uh, the other I alluded to in the facts. I the scene where they're in their in the hotel room playing their race cars. Like the you can tell those brothers have like a specific banter with each other. They have like a chem. I mean, they're brothers. Of Super course. goofy. So they yeah. cl- clearly have a chemistry and like a you know they just felt. I mean, because they were real brothers, it just felt like brothers bickering, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and of course they're Canadian. <laughs> so that adds just something about the accents adds to it for some reason. Well, they have like uncanny timing. Yeah, they can exactly. speak for each other. Yeah. Um, there's a scene, I guess we're going to earn our explicit for this bit, but uh, this actually has a lot of bad. I mean, I was surprised that like, e- even for the time it came out, I was still kind of surprised at the language in the movie. Mm. Um but there's a there's a part that caught me off guard in like the first three minutes where somebody yells at uh, one of the hockey players, "Oh, you frog pussy!" And it just killed me because <laughs> it came out and like I just didn't expect it. You uh, mean the the combos that they use, the, how yeah. they put the words together in this one? Yeah, it, <laughs> to make I insults and phrases, casual <laughs> phrases. Uh, I'm gonna have but, to listen for that one next time. <laughs> yeah, that's no, funny. This, uh, <laughs> No, this movie really caught me off guard. I mean, I I knew I knew it was supposed to be funny, but I I wasn't I wasn't prepared for how funny this movie was. Well, uh, in some ways, the language hasn't aged well. Like, no. it's definitely a time capsule for early seventies well, movies. Agree. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, like I didn't realize it's kind of like watching um, what is that kids movie from the eighties? And they dropped the other f word a lot. <laughs> uh, no. it, they kill monster. Oh, Monster Squad. Yeah, it's the kids who kill monsters. They drop the other F word, right? Like the lesser of the two evil F words, but it's still pretty bad. And like in modern, like it doesn't really have a place today. Yeah. So the move, this movie had it quite a bit like, because, but I, I realized it was almost intentional in this movie for a specific reason for the storytelling, because it's like they were poking fun at stereotypical masculinity and also masculinity, like in the locker room. Which gets really offensive, but they're not really offensive, but it is, and it just naturally is. But then, because of that dance sequence at the end, like I was like, oh, okay, so the language is even part of the setup. Like even taking it to that level right. makes it makes the the forfeit believable, right? Because the other player is getting really bent out of shape because he can't. He's not a right. He's, he can't handle questioning the, his own identity with what's right, happening right, on right. the ice, right? Can't deal with his feelings, so he's like, "Yeah, if, you know." And then you believe the forfeit. Oh, that's a spoiler alert for the. For the like, <laughs> I guess. See, I got excited and wanted to make a point, and then I spoiled the detail. Oh well. Um, my favorite scene is you know what? Like, there's like an undercurrent in this movie of identity and sexuality, which actually I didn't think about when I watched it this time or before, but now we're talking about it, and maybe it resonates a little bit. But one of my favorite scenes is like when the he hooks up with somebody's wife and she's like being honest about questioning her sexuality. And it's like a very intimate scene. I was like, wow, like it's a very honest scene in a comedy. And for some reason that just stood out as my favorite scene. I mean, maybe I'm partial to the nudity. I don't know. I'm just like, 
I mean, if I'm being honest, like who knows? Maybe I like it. That's a risque scene, but I just like the uh, the banter. I like the conversation in the scene. I thought it was um, it's either good writing or good acting. I can't really tell the difference. Maybe it's a blended of the two. I'm not sure. Well, I, I would uh, say it's definitely blended the two. And one thing, um, you know, worth pointing out is, uh, you know, it was written by a woman. So you think this is a very masculine, you know, tough guy movie, you know, but written by a woman. So like this is, hmm. you know, essentially from a, a woman's point of view in a lot of ways. Um, so it stands the reason why some of those scenes kind of like seem like they have a gentle touch, I guess, or, you know, I don't know. No, it was there for sure. I like mm. how like Lily and Ned's relationship too, obviously had like ex- its exploration, and then you know Lily moving in with uh with Reggie. You know, like there had some been a little bit of awkwardness, like mm-hmm. finding her identity through that as well. So I liked it. The whole you know, lots of relationships that were explored in the movie for sure. Yeah, that's another thing it does really well. Actually, it has a pretty good attempt at like building all these different relationships like even like there's like three characters that have a relationship with the tv commentator right who's like covering mm-hmm. like all the hot of the all the coverage of the games and uh and pokes fun at them and they get it right back to him and then like they almost get his <laughs> show shut down a couple of times right the whole Jordan thing had- when ned's up there and like yeah. The other guy comes up, and the announcer's like practically yelling into this guy's ass, like trying yeah, to like, yeah. like his butts in his face. I thought it was hilarious. You know the whole setup of that. Scene have Have you seen funny. any other hockey movies like Goon? Have you seen the Sean William Scott uh, hockey movie called Goon? Okay, you know, I can't say so, that I've seen a lot of other hockey movies. <laughs> after watching Slapshot again, I could see that like Goon borrows a lot of story elements and a lot of like tonal you know content from a movie like this like right down to like uh the funny like tv show announcer thing with like inappropriate content like on the mm-hmm. air and talking about the hockey games i was like oh yeah it fits right in like definitely uh i think it's jay barishall who's like another actor i think he did he write that movie dave or he has something to do I believe with he it? i believe he wrote them and i think he might have directed the yeah, second so- one I feel like he's definitely so he's definitely seen Slapshot. I I would imagine he's definitely seen this movie. I mean, maybe the hockey world's like that. I mean, I I, I mean, I'm in New England, but I'm kind of like on the outskirts of like the whole. I don't really ice skate, so I know a lot of hockey fans here, and maybe the whole world is like that. I don't know. I don't well, know. I mean, I know that, uh, and when I was reading up on it, like the hockey world's embrace this movie, like it's you know. It was, you know, in the VHS days, this was like passed around like a handshake, like, oh, you got to watch, you know, Slapshot if you haven't seen it. That would make sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of truth based in into the, you know, movie. So I, I liked it a lot. It was good. Well, if we were betting Mexican Coca-Cola in a glass bottle, because that's Ooh. great soda. If we were betting a great <laughs> bottle of soda. I would win two sodas because I think I can predict that you guys are going to binge now in this movie. That's what I think. I guess you're getting a well, you're getting a Mexican soda for my participation, I suppose. Yes, I <laughs> nice. say binge now. I, I really yes, enjoyed this. This is what Mexican I was looking forward sodas. To. Have you Those guys had? Stuff. Have you had Mexican Coca Cola? Yeah, th- that real cane syrup. It's the cane yeah. sugar in there. Mm, so good. Thank you, cartels, for murdering <laughs> millions to bring us Mexican Coca Cola. Don't kill me. I'm an ally. And then I get a call from my sponsors. They're like, John, <laughs> dude, 
all, all your ads are canceled. You just endorsed the cartel. It would be really funny. It's like after this episode, there's like a splurge of like spikes from Mexico of like like uh, listeners. Um, we go. have Brazilian listeners, but I, I wonder if they can get the Mexican Coca Cola. The only reason I bring that up is I was watching an interview. Somebody was drinking a bottle of Mexican Coca Cola, and I was like, "Yeah, that actually is good." Sounds so good. Again, right I I told Jordan and Dave like I'm all over the place tonight. I got I'm like preoccupied. <laughs> Yes, you get uh, two Coca-Colas. Binge there now. you go. So binge now. I get two Cokes. And I, I mean, because I just I've already seen it. So I would say binge later. But just because I've seen it. Right. It's like. uh, Yeah, but the whole idea of a, our grading system is to, like, tell people whether what sucks is like. It. But the thing is, is like, I know these other hockey movies have come out after this one. And I know they borrowed from this one. But I would I, it's just weird. My gut my gut is to say, like. Go watch these two other hockey movies if you like those. Then go watch Slapshot. Like, like this is maybe too much hockey in this movie, and like they need something to like, you know, like, well, like what's hey, their entry you know, way? Entry, you know. So why not? Yeah. Why not watch Goon, Slapshot, and then Second Goon? <laughs> you know what I think is pretty good. I've watched it like four times. Is the 1980 hockey movie that Disney made with Kurt Russell, which is about oh, the America. yeah, which is about the Olympic team winning in the the olympic gold for beating russia in the 1980 winter games or whatever yeah i i mean i saw that when it first came out and i really enjoyed it but i haven't gone back to it it's called miracle i think it's called miracle yeah um, anything with kurt russell in it i'll watch it well yeah. what's funny is like <laughs> i had to watch that movie and learn real history about the real event and then realize that mighty ducks 2 essentially stole the real life story of the <laughs> 1980 hockey team is victory you know like they they just retold that story but for kids i mean that's that's the that's the real gateway uh entry into hockey movies is just go watch mighty ducks uh there you go well, at least the uh, first <laughs> staff picks folks we get to talk about other things besides hockey movies to see if jordan and dave or even me have watched things that you guys should also watch besides hockey movies uh I almost called you Jordy. Like, hey, Jordy, what's your? <laughs> I'll take Jordy. Your... <laughs> People call me Jordy. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. No, I won't yeah, really call I... you that. That's not fair. I'd rather you call you what? Savage. I'd rather. Hey, what's your Savage staff pick? I like nicknames coming naturally. So if Jordy oh. was your first thought, roll with it. I'm. I'm cool with it. Um. I did watch a Netflix original that came out pretty recently um unforgivable it's with sandra bullock if you want something ladies who are out there listening and you just want a good cry at the tv movie mm -hmm. that one was like it was a, it was it was a sob one that's actually on my list of things to watch and i know i'm not going to watch that tonight because i don't want to cry tonight <laughs> wait oh, what yeah. was it i'm gonna write this down if i have a pen unforgivable, unforgivable. yeah well I know it, got, it sounds like it has your seal of approval, so I'll be watching that probably in the next week. Oh, yeah. It was good. I list. was <laughs> definitely crying at the end there. Um, oh, yeah, man. That sounds good. like it's not. It's going to go sideways. That's what, that's what that sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, I right. won't spoil it for you. So just, yeah, it was, it, it was a good one. Netflix, you know, I like that those are available. Um, what about you, Dave? Anything? I've actually watched quite a few good things in the last week. Um, I'm not going to go into detail on everything. The, the two big movies I saw this mm -hmm. week that you know a lot of critics have talked about, uh, best of 2021, I saw Licorice Pizza and Nightmare Alley. Highly recommend those if you actually live in 
you know, if you're comfortable going to a theater. Uh, but the one I want to I want to mention because, um, you know, Peter Bogdanovich passing away this week. Um, I wanted to find a movie of his I hadn't seen. And I checked out something called Noises Off, uh, which I watched it free on Canopy. Um, it's basically about um, a stage play that keeps going wrong. And it takes place over three performances. One, you see how it's supposed to be in front of the <laughs> in front of the audience. Wait, is that the one with Christopher Reeve? Yes. It's got to be. Oh, a that's a good movie. Christopher Reeve, Carol Burnett, um, yeah. Cousin Larry from uh, Perfect Strangers, John hmm. Ritter. Uh, but yeah, it's about, a, I mean, basically it's a stage production that just constantly goes wrong and you get to see behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, or in front of the stage. Um, it's It has some of the best physical comedy that I've seen in a long time. Like, I was really laughing out loud and it's it seems to be like a movie that's kind of forgotten to time, so. Wait, um, but both these movies have Brad, what's his name, right? Oh, uh, the new one's Bradley Cooper? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there those, those I highly he, recommend. Isn't he playing Peter in Licorice Pizza? Um, he uh, for uh, he he plays somebody something Peters. He, he's a real life character who is married. Oh no, wait, he's playing John Peters. The John producer? Peters, yeah, he yeah. was who uh, was dating Barbara Streisand in the seventies. He's a real character in that movie. Um, uh. he kind of goes off the rails. Um, uh, well, there's like I two like, famous Peter producers. There's John Peters and like Peter Gruber or something. And they're like, yeah, Peter. Gr- it's like the two Peters Peter. or something. I don't know. Yeah, for the Peter Bart, so, I think is another one. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, well, check out those movies if you if you want to go to a theater. But check out Noises Off if you want to see something at home that doesn't get talked about much. That's really hilarious. I know. What about you, John? Uh, well, I've been talking up this Beatles documentary. They released uh, Peter Jackson was hired to take like a hundred and eighty reels of film. I don't know how it's like a hundred and seventy nine. What is it? hundred and seventy hours it, or something of film. I think, it, I think they said 60 hours, but I mean, 60, still, hours? 60 hours to sift through is well, a lot. So compiled down to like six and a half oh, hours, like eight hours. It's like it's a mini like... series. It's like one film released into three episodes that are each like two and a half hours long. It's called the, the Get Back Sessions, trying to record their Get Back album. But like, it's at an interesting time for the band. Like, uh, this is like a warts and all kind of thing. Like, there, there's very little editing, and you watch it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of technique that Jackson has to employ to stitch the movie together because sometimes there's um, more going on in audio, and there's not enough film to represent what's happening, but it was captured in audio. And then sometimes the film is like there, and the audio is not, so you kind of like manipulates the stuff a little bit. But it's like you see the band, and you see their creative process. And you see where they're at in their own lives at the time. And I'm like, wow, like this is like, uh, you have to like regrow an attention span. Like over the years, we've made it real lazy to like not pay attention to things. And we have access to so many things. It's like, you have to slow down and like really dedicate yourself to watching it, which probably a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I'm not going to do that. But it's like, I was like regrowing my attention span to try to sit there and watch the footage. And I know I'm missing like a thousand things. I'm like, I'm going to have to watch it again. But, if I was a music teacher, I would show this. And if also, if I was like an academia, like if I like uh, was a teacher at a film school or so, a real instructor, I'd be like, yeah, we got to cinema verte this thing and like fly on the wall. We're going to watch this thing or at least tell people that they, that they can go watch it. Cause it's an experience for sure. I think there is a way because um, it is like all total when you add up all three episodes, I think it's like close to eight hours or something like that. Cause one episode is like three hours. Yeah. Almost Um, three hours. Yeah. 
But the thing is, is like, yes, I cannot sit, uh, you know, I have a pretty good attention span, but I cannot sit for eight hours in a row. I have other things to do. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it the, the way it is structured is kind of nice because it goes day by day. So if anybody's intimidated but, by the length, but, uh, treat it like a TV series and watch it day one, stop, come back day two. You know, if that's if that's what gets you through it. But you're definitely watching real people, and like you can tally up certain things. Like they eat a lot of toast, they drink a lot of tea, but they eat a lot of toast, and they are bickering. They are bickering, like they are bickering, like that they're like you know, fifty years into a marriage, and like they're rearranging the furniture. Like they they're like there's some serious tension. So it's like you're watching their real lives, not just like watching the band make a product or whatever. Like watching their real lives and. uh I got a lot of more respect for Ringo. Like they make a lot of jokes about this guy, but if you watch this thing, like your respect for that guy, like increases by oh, like yeah. a thousand percent. Like my perception of him is completely different because of the media than, than just watching this and like seeing it play out. And if this thing is more honest to like how Ringo actually was, like he deserves a lot more credit than he's probably ever, ever gotten. Yeah. Well, uh, you and I were talking about it amongst ourselves. And like, I was even saying that Yoko is kind of redeemed in this movie. Cause you know, she's always shown as the villain when in reality, every, nobody really had a problem with her and she never like threw her weight around and tried to like, you know, be lady Macbeth and try to control things. It was never like that at all. Like everybody seemed fine, but they kind of always lumped, lumped her as the problem. Well, again, if this is accurate at all, uh, again, like documentaries are interesting because they're shaped by the filmmaker, so it could be completely biased, or it could, could be honest, and you wouldn't necessarily know the difference. Like, she's not being manipulative, as far as I can tell. She's almost like, it's almost like she's not even part of that world. Like, she doesn't really, she's there to support, you know, John Lennon, but she's not really part of that world. Yeah, so she's just kind of there just to be with her guy. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, so all this yeah. stuff is happening around her. And she's just she just happens to like cohabitate the space, you know what I mean? But like each one of them has their hanger ons. Like Paul's wife comes at one point, and like George Harrison has like a whole flock of Harry Krishna monks that for some reason follow him around wherever he goes, and they get invited into the studio or whatever. And obviously, the Beatles mean something totally different for people of like a certain of the Beatles generation than it does to me. And like they always talk about like. You're either an Elvis fan or you're a Beatles fan and nothing in between. The great thing about like being a modern music appreciator and having a cell phone that has a thousand music apps is you can dip your into anything. You can go to all kinds of genres like <laughs> like Jordan. He's <laughs> got like all these genres I never heard of, man. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that's that. I mean, we, that's that's a really long staff pick segment on the show. It's it's almost like I'm waving a flag, like I want people to watch it, and maybe I do. Um, no, it's it's worth a watch. I mean, there's there's so many great moments in it. I mean, like, well, I had a run of of stuff that I was like disappointed with, and then I watched this, and I was like, it it feels like I'm exercising to watch this, but I think there's oh, value to watching it. So, I mean, it's uh, it's it, you have to dedicate some time. I mean, you know, like I watch it over the course of a week. I mean, I. I think that's kind of the best way to do it, but it's. it's you guys totally ever see across it. the across the universe that does like a uh, whole musical uh, around the Beatles songs? Please don't bring that up. To me. <laughs> I, I got to because it bar- it uses a lot of songs from this album, and also it it replicates the concert on top of the roof. 
It's that is a so, beautiful movie that is just awful. It has the worst Beatles covers. I wow. hated that movie. <laughs> um, although it has one great cover of I Want to Hold Your Hand, and then but that was the very first song in the movie, and then it fell off a cliff. Yeah, for me. I like what they did with Hey Jude, where he's drinking at the bar. I thought that was cool. I don't know. I, I, I've talked to a lot of people who love it. It's beautiful to look at, but I just I couldn't stand that movie. Uh. We're watching something wild next week. I sent everybody this DVD. I don't know if that's the best way to watch it. I'm sure it's on demand. Next week, we're going to watch this movie called Ice Pirates. So in this movie, the future is kind of screwed up. And unlike uh, Children of Men, where nobody can have babies, in this future, there's like no water. So spaceships have to go find it. That's why they're called Ice Pirates. I don't know if that's giving it away or not. But... It's zany. Uh, it introduces the audience to something called space herpes. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride, folks. So come back for that next week. Yeah. An adventure. Truly an adventure. adventure. Dave's excited. I've never seen it. This will be a first time watch. Well, there you go. Uh... There's actually context to that uh that I started before I was playing the end song, the end of the episode. I was sitting here pondering if I would actually get in trouble for my cartel joke. <laughs> I mean, uh. what's worse, pissing off your business partners or I hope, I mean, what if the cartel drinks something that's not, what if they don't drink that cola? What if they have like a, what if they drink Fresca? And like, if only John had said Fresca, We'd all be good, but he didn't say Fresca. Now he's in trouble. I um, forgot about Fresca. <laughs> everyone forgot I about would Fresca. Rush a Fresca right now. It sounds so good. Okay, that's your mission. Find a Fresca. <laughs> that's my mission. There we go. Yeah, we'll review it next week. Fill up the car. <laughs> Get some Fresca. Got it. There you go.